Please take a moment and join us as we journey into the life-changing Word of God, coming from the Bridge Network. This message will equip you with practical solutions for everyday living, resulting in an excellent and outstanding life. You're welcome to the Bridge Network. The Bridge Network. Experience the Kingdom. Interesting book, Secrets to Resigning Your World Through God's Creative Fold. Uh, there's some things you can't say better than the author and so I've decided to use extracts from his book this morning and I'll tell you where I'm going with it and you'll see it in a minute it still has to cut up it will still tie in with what we want to do about prayer it will still tie in with what we need to do about prayer not necessarily want to do but what we need to do about prayer Uh, uh, Bill Johnson is one of those few men who I have seen recently that combines uh, the kind of world we live in uh, and, the, and not the spiritual but really with the practical part of Christianity. He has a powerful prophetic and anointing healing anointing ministry on his life and it's been a remarkable I mean I've just marveled never seen anybody who, who I think like like I do him and I'm very very privileged to know him this is, this is how the book starts uh, this, is how the, yeah, this is how the book starts when unbelievers lead the way in inventions and artistic expression it is because the church has embraced a false kind of spirituality we're copying the world we're copying the world rather than the world copy us uh, uh, and something is happening and that's because we've lost our edge amen We'll come back to this talk in a minute. Uh, you won't mind, I'll read a little and then I'll explain what I feel is behind that. Okay? He says, one of the most interesting parts of being created in the image of God is the ability to dream. And he, he declares it to be a God-given gift. He says, however, we try to kill the capacity God has given us to dream. And we use spiritual excuses like, uh, I must let go of myself. And I like the statement he makes here. He says, it sounds most sounds spiritual to many but it's more buddhist than christian you know i am no god you know none of me all of you you know very nice word he says if we pursue that line of thinking for long we will end up being neutered believers you know what a neutered believer is i mean when when you don't want a dog to reproduce you neuter it am i making sense and says we become unproductive i remember many years ago uh, dr miles was explaining to us that purpose by itself is sterile it doesn't reproduce the purpose of this microphone is to amplify my voice the purpose of this microphone is to amplify my voice however if this microphone stops amplifying my voice i would get rid of it and replace it amen so much the same way if you are a singer and you think your purpose is to sing and you lose your voice you are telling god that your purpose has ended but god is not interested in purpose as much as he is interested in destiny you see, destiny is reproductive. It, has, it continues generations and generations after. But purpose is usually sterile. That's why you can finish your purpose in a church and move on. It doesn't stop you from being who you are. Am I making sense? And we should be comfortable about that. Amen? When I finish my tenure, I moved on. If it's your time is over here or anywhere else, move on. You say, why? Because your purpose is never tied to a location. Amen? It's tied to your impact. Are you here? Praise the Lord. All right, and it says self mutilation need not be physical to be a perversion. In other words, we mutilate ourselves. All right, it says anytime we cut away what God has placed in us, we're entering into a form of spirituality that the scripture does not support. All right, and are contributing to a spirit that works against us. I like what he said here. 
It says, it is not wise to crucify the resurrected man and call it discipleship. In other words, we are crucifying the wrong man. It is the old man we are meant to crucify. It's the new man we are meant to bring out. Does that make sense? We, we are trying to crucify the wrong person. I don't know if you get the point I mean. God wants your new man to come alive, not your old man. But we tend to crucify the new man. We say, well, no, 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 this can't be God. You'll see it in a minute. The cross was not meant for the new man. It was meant for the old man. And I like that very much. He says, many have prayed, none of me but all of you. God had none of us before we were born and he didn't like it. In other words, God created us for a reason. And so when we step out of that reason, when we move away from God's reason, we're in trouble. I'm going to move a little bit faster because this is not where I want to end. This is just the introductory part. You see, he says even that time when John the Baptist said, I must increase, but you must decrease, we have misapplied the order by depreciating our Christianity. He says what he was saying was that he was passing the baton to Jesus. In other words, my ministry is no more necessary. Jesus' ministry should increase. And he says in the same way, Jesus handed over the ministry to us. And so we increase through God. Am I making sense? Are you here? He passed on the baton to Jesus and Jesus passed the baton on to us. In other words, he's saying that we need to go beyond sinners saved by grace. That's, it is a, it's, it's a negative thing to keep sitting there and say, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's good. You are. But what did you do with the grace? What did you do with the grace? I don't know if I'm making any sense. Let me see if I can paraphrase it in a way that you'll understand. A woman clamors and says, I haven't got a child, I haven't got a child, I haven't got a child, I'm believing God for a child. She goes for years and for months praying. She now has the child by the grace of God, but we never know what became of the child. I don't know if you get my point. Take, 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 take Anna. She needed a child. Anna gave birth to Samuel. Look at the ministry of Samuel compared to ministry of, of Anna. The grace to have the child was, are you, am I making sense? The grace to have the child was released to her, but what did she do with the grace? She produced a Samuel. Are you here? And so when we keep saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace, you've been saved, but what did you accomplish with the grace? Are you here? Are you here? All right? Excuse me. Thanks. Throughout much of church history, people have been stripped of their God-given talents, desires, under the guise of devotion to Christ. I'll give you an example. There, there's what we call the church caste system, which is very popular in the Catholic setting, where only the priests can, can approach God. Only the, 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 the bishops can talk and read the Bible in church. Am I making sense? We brought it to church. The stripped-down version of Christianity removes the believer from ministry and relegates the privilege to certain class of Christians called minister. I said this guy, I think like him because he's older than me. I have to think like him. He came before me. Am I making sense? Not that he, not that I, I mean, he thinks like me. You get the point I'm making. I think like him. He says the regular believes, believer's role is reduced to financial and emotional support of those in public ministry. I'm going somewhere. Don't worry. To walk without fulfilled dreams, desires and desires is to partner with a religious spirit that exalts routine without purpose. And then calls it suffering. You know, I kept a lot of time. Coming to church every Sunday, it's never been God's purpose. When you come to church, you're supposed to grow, learn, 
and go out and do something with what you've learned. Church is meant to be a school. Imagine sending your child to school for six years and he doesn't graduate. Ten years, he doesn't graduate. Twenty years, he doesn't graduate. I don't know if you get the point I'm making. When you come to church, you graduate. You're meant to go to another level. Are you here? I'm coming to work in a minute, all right? All right? Now, we're not, we're not devaluing the idea of supporting the ministry and all that, but it's, we're talking about creative expressions of the gospel. We're going to come there in a minute. That's where I want to go now, all right? You see, this is where we're going. We're talking about this morning, work and as worship. Creativity is in our DNA. Our Heavenly Father is the creator of all and the giver of all good gifts. His children should be like him. In other words, we should be creative even at work. Our creativity in our workplace is like worship to God. You say how? We are displaying the creativity of our Father. Yesterday, I don't know who I was. Yeah, it was, it was Kunle's son. The day before yesterday, we were in Glory's uh, sort of uh, birthday something. And uh, his son walks up to me uh, and says, uh, I said, he was, I mean, Pastor Kunle is with my iPad. And his son walks up to Pastor Kunle and says, whose iPad is it? And I say, it's mine. He says, who gave it to you? I said, my daddy. And he, he took him a minute. You know, it was like, is, is my daddy your daddy? And I'm like, no, me too, I have a daddy. You know what I mean? I was like, it took him a few minutes to, a few seconds to process what I was saying. I said, me too, I have a daddy. And it's almost as if whatever you do, you're bragging about who your daddy is. I don't know if you get what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying. You say, how did you come up with that solution? I have a daddy. I don't know if you get my point. I have, I have a daddy. I have somebody, somebody, I don't know if you get the point I'm making, who, who gives me everything I need. I, I don't know if I'm making any sense. And kids brag about their daddy. My daddy is bigger than your daddy. Okay, my daddy's car is bigger than your daddy's car. Am I making sense? My daddy's house is bigger than your daddy's house. Am I making sense? Everybody brags about your daddy. When are we going to brag about our daddy by showing his creativity? Are you here? His children should bear his likeness, which means they should be creative. When this is what I started with, when unbelievers lead the way in inventions and artistic expression, it becomes the fact, begins to show us that we have accepted a false kind of spirituality. The spirituality God wants from us is a different productive kind of spirituality. You're going to see it in a minute. All right? All right? The renewed mind understands that God's king's dominion must be realized in all levels of society. In other words, God's kingdom, the church is in the kingdom, but the, sorry, the church is in the kingdom, but the kingdom is not limited to the church. Is it, is it making any sense to anybody what I'm trying to explain this morning? The kingdom is not, but what we've done is we've restricted everything God can do to church. Alright, let's go on. Somebody with a kingdom mindset looks at the overwhelming needs of the world and says, God has a solution. How many of you have ever sat down in your office and said, we have a problem in this office. God has a solution to that problem. No, 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 no. Let, let's talk. How many people have ever said you work in a bank, you work in a school, you work in a factory, you work in an industry, and there's a problem in the industry, and you've ever sat down, or even your university, have you ever sat down and said, this problem, oh, God has a solution? It's not, we don't even think that way. Because for a problem to be God's problem, it must be in church. Are you here? 
God has a solution and I have legal access to his realm of mystery. Therefore, do what? I will ask him. Let me give you some examples. Let me ask you a problem. Whose problems did Joseph solve? Oh, yeah, now. Whose problem did Joseph solve? Was it his own? Did Joseph have a prayer meeting for his family to get school fees? Did Joseph have a prayer meeting to even have a wife? He didn't even have a wife. Whose problem was Joseph solving? Potiphar's problem. Am I right? The prison ogre's problems. Am I, am I right? Pharaoh's problem. Is it Pharaoh? Yeah, Pharaoh. Pharaoh's problem. I'm asking you, whose problem did he solve? And he downs you. Maybe I should say it in Yoruba. Whose problem? I, I, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I, listen to me. As long as we limit the anointing and grace of God to solving our local problems alone, my personal family problems, I am limiting the God that I'm serving. Whose problems did Daniel solve? Let's look at it. What problems did Daniel solve? You don't have to go to your boss and say, boss, I was praying last week and the Lord said we should adjust the financials of the, of the bank to go and do this. No, you don't have to do that. Just tell him, I have an idea. Why don't we adjust the financials? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And if it works, and he comes back and says, how did you know that? You can now give the glory to. With a kingdom perspective, we become the answer in much the same way as Joseph and Daniel were to the kings of their day. Do you, do you know why we don't do this? Can I stop and say why we don't do this? We don't even do it for our own problems. We don't do it for our, for our family problems, our street problems. We don't do it for our, our business problems. We never sit down and say to God, listen God, I'm having marketing problems in my business. What, what do I do? I'm not having enough sales. How do I increase turnover? I'm going to get there in a minute. All right? The desire of any true, true believer is never independence from God. The goal is to find ways to shape... So the way is not to find ways to shape God's thinking as though he needs our input. God doesn't need our input. We are to represent him well. Learning to display his heart instinctively and accurately is the, true, is the passion of true lovers of God. Now, listen to me. God wants to redeem all mankind. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. I'll show you. Only divine wisdom can meet the challenges we're facing right now. Only divine wisdom. Only divine wisdom can. Yesterday, I was, there's, there's a particular um, uh, series I like. I don't know why I like it. It's called The Good Wife. Uh, it's a nice TV series that's been going on for many, many years. I, I just like the characters. I don't know why. But there was a scene in the movie where uh, there was, somebody was arrested for copyright infringement. Meanwhile, he's just somebody who creates apps and creates a website that allows people to download things that other companies are charging expensive amount of money. And the guy said to them, listen, you are trying to build barriers. We are trying to take them down. He says, eventually we're going to win the battle. You see, what I'm trying to bring out here is the fact that there, there is the, the place we are in society right now, our ideas have come, how do Yoruba say, have come to Okme? What's Okme in Yoruba? How many years? Same problem. How many years? 
Same problem. Same scenario. We can't solve it. Because the, the solution to our problems, I'll show you this in a minute. Watch what. Wisdom and creativity are amazingly connected in the Bible. As a matter of fact, this is what he says. He says, creativity is a manifestation of wisdom. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 8. I'm going to come there in a minute. It talks about wisdom as a companion. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. Okay? Wisdom and creativity must never be separated in the mind of a believer. You're going to see it in a minute. It gets to a place. I'm going to show you where he says, where, 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 where the queen of Sheba, the Bible says, the queen of Sheba came to see the wisdom of Solomon. Wait a minute. I thought wisdom was somebody very smart. Mm-hmm. But he says, she came to do what? See. You can see wisdom displayed in creativity. Let me show you what I mean. All right? All right? Let me see what, if I can find what I'm looking for now. All right? It says this. Look, most Christians have a value for wisdom, but most of us do not equal value to creativity. The Bible says in Luke chapter 7, verse 35, wisdom is vindicated by her children. Wisdom is justified by her fruit. Wisdom is justified by what she does. You show that you are wise by what you accomplish, what you do. Am I making any sense? Is this too technical? Look, let me give you some examples. Look at this. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, I was besides him. This is Solomon speaking on behalf of wisdom. He says, when he marked out the foundation of earth, I, wisdom, was beside him as what? A master workman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth. Look at the last part. And having his, my delight in the sons of men. God, I mean, wisdom loves the association with men. It delights with men, human beings. Listen to what it says. It uses the wisdom is given the title Master Workman. Rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in the world. My delight is in the sons of men. Wisdom is not that smart guy that they did in the Greek statue that is standing like this. Wisdom is fun. It's happy. It's excitable. Wisdom is celebratory. It, it's pleasurable. See, I, 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 I'll, I'll get there in a minute. Look at Bezalel. Let's look at Bezalel. God wanted to build a house, and what did he do? Look at what it says in Exodus chapter 31, verse 3 to 5. It says, I have filled him, are you listening to me? With the spirit of God. In what? When you are filled with the spirit of God in wisdom, look at what it produced, craftsmanship. I have filled him with wisdom in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship to make artistic designs for the work of in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting of stones for settings, in the carving of wood. He may work with all kinds of craftsmanship. Now, he's going to repeat it here now in Exodus chapter 35. Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all craftsmanship, to make designs for working in gold and in silver and in bronze, in cutting of stones, for setting and in the carving of wood, and also to, to perform every inventive work. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Old Testament, where you had a lower covenant, where you had 
an inferior covenant where you had a covenant that needed to be replaced when you were filled with the spirit of God you became creative how much more in the New Testament how much more you guys are really looking at me I'll get there in a minute alright if this is what being spirit filled looked like in Moses' day in the New Testament the Bible says we have received what power being filled with the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues alone it's supposed to bring upon you a measure of God's wisdom and creativity to be able to do exploits you're going to see it in a minute you see I want you to understand what I'm trying to do this is what I'm trying to bring out if we combine the two we end up with believers who walk in wisdom making practical contribution to the needs of society who confront the impossibilities of life through the provisions on the cross in other words if we utilize this anointing this grace this favor we have on to what we're doing in the secular will become unstoppable we won't copy we will originate we will create we will solve problems by the way, creativity is not restricted to art. I'm going to bring it up. Bringing solutions of the supernatural display of miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, let me see if I can turn this thing a little bit upside down. Come and see craftsmanship in warfare. Look at this scripture. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. Then I lifted up my eyes and I looked and behold, they were what? How many of you know what horns are in the Bible? Horns are tools of warfare. Do you know that? How many of those of you who are spiritual giants, you know what I'm talking about? Horns usually associated with spiritual warfare. Do you agree? Okay, look at what it says. It says, I looked, behold, there were four horns. So I said to the angel who was speaking with me, what are these? And he answered me. He says, these are the horns which scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Those horns were for trouble. They were to scatter Jerusalem. Look at what happens next. Then the Lord showed me what? For what? What has that got to do with anything? I said, horns are attacking me and you gave me craftsmen. Why? I said, what are these coming to do? And the Lord said, these are the horns which scattered Judah so that no man lifts up his head. But these craftsmen have come to do what? To throw down the horns of the nations who have lifted up their horns against the land of Uj. Let's stop and see. Wait a minute. There is warfare. There's a man called Herb Kolowit. I was showing his work to my son yesterday, or day before yesterday. Herb Kolowit is a cartoonist. He's dead now. He was given the Presidential Medal of Honor by Bill Clinton before he died, long some few years ago. And when he died, he had uh, a trust fund worth $60 million. By the way, he's a cartoonist. He's a cartoonist. He draws. That's all he does. But Herb Kolowit has been a pain at the backside of every president of America with his cartoons. Whenever they do something wrong, he's the first person to sketch. How many of you remember Omoba? I'm going somewhere with this. What he's saying is that this is the wisdom of God. This is the wisdom of God. There is spiritual warfare and yet God uses craftsmen to counter it. You see, when you limit God you technically 
when you limit God in your mind, you technically limit him in your life. When you think there's only one way God, I mean, you know, you all know the story about how God uses praise and worship for winning battles. Am I right? Now you are seeing the way God uses craftsmanship for winning battles. Who are God's soldiers in this particular thing? Craftsmen. I'll show you. By the way, please, I don't want you to limit craftsmen to artists. I'm going to explain that in a minute. The plan could only come from God, wisdom. In other words, there are people who are artists who can confront society through their art and reverse a dangerous trend. Omaba used to do that. He would do this little, I don't know what paper was it, Daily Times? Sketch, was it sketch? He used to have these little, little cartoons at the corner of this thing. You see, when they criticized you, because there was no internet, there was no social media, that was the only means by which you went viral. Everybody loved the cartoon. Even if about to put it up, TV stations will put it up. Why? Because, you see, you have a way of countering things that are beyond just what you can see. Let me, let me come back. Creativity is not, is not art. It's not art and craft. By the way, the devil has no creative abilities. The devil has no creative abilities. He hasn't. He has none. Absolutely none. I'm going somewhere now. All right? Now, I want to skip a lot of stuff here. All right? The four craftsmen were an answer to the four horns that attempted to scatter the people. They committed, I mean, they used artistic wisdom. But I want to go somewhere and I'll show you. Now, this is where I'm going. Craftsmen are not woodworkers and painters. Now, the title belongs to act- actors and musicians. Everyone doing their God-given tasks with excellence, creativity, and integrity is a craftsman in the biblical sense. School teachers, businesswomen, doctors, lawyers, all those who have surrendered their gifts to the purposes of God need to display divine wisdom. The opposition that surrounds us seems great, but it cannot stand against the demonstration of God's wielding and this great weapon of warfare. From a housewife to a brain surgeon and a preacher to a professor, all must be filled with the Spirit of God until we are known for wisdom. This is, I know this is really far-fetched for some of you this morning. Excuse me, you want me to be spirit-filled when I'm going to teach in the class? Yeah. I'm supposed to be spirit filled when I'm going to lay blocks. Yes. I'm a medical doctor. I'm supposed to be spirit filled before I do an operation. Absolutely. I'm a banker. I'm supposed to be spirit filled before I go to work. Yes. I'm a pharmacist. I need to be spirit filled before I go to work. Yep. From the housewife to the brain surgeon to the preacher. All must be filled with the, wisdom, with the Spirit of God until we are known for wisdom. Turning heads. Look at the Queen of Sheba. I'm going to skip all that. I'm going to take you straight to the Queen of Sheba. I wrote these notes for myself, not for you. I practically write notes for myself. I tell you that all the time. And the Queen of Sheba had done what? Sin. Can anybody see your wisdom? The Queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon. Now, how did the wisdom of Solomon manifest? Look at it. The house which he had built, the food at his table, the sitting of his servants, 
the attendance of his ministers, their attire, his cupbearers, their attire, his stairway by which he went up to the house, staircase. And she was breathless. Now, this has nothing to do with money. Alone. Listen to me. Any of you who has gone to government house or Abuja or Asorok and seen the quality of their programs, their furniture and all that, yet they have all the money of the country. Glory, am I making sense? They have all the money. Money is not their problem. Have you seen some ugly houses in Ibadan? Have you walked into somebody who's, when you get there, he has money, but they call him Money Miss Road. The house is ugly, but everything there is expensive. No wisdom. Talk to me now. You know, if you drive to Bodija, and let me challenge some of you, drive to Bodija. Is it, um, is it, is it there's on streets, I don't know, maybe it's Akbari or something. The first turning when you drive up on Awalawa from, from, from Songo. Turn to the right. Drive along that road. You will see one very nice house. Of all the houses on that street that stands out, that's Alex Adegoye's house. He's an architect. You can obviously see the difference. From outside. This woman was impressed by the staircase. Can I come to your office and be impressed? Not by the amount of money you are spending. I, I, I don't know if you're, getting, if you're getting my point this morning. I'm not talking about spending money. I'm talking about your ability to use the grace of God upon you to create something that nobody else can create. We always think that money is what... No, no, no. The people who have money, they buy stupid things. The sitting of her servants, the attendance of their, their attire, the cup bearers, the kings were impressed. Imagine what he's saying here. What will happen if millions of us embrace this God-given opportunity? And I, I know this is a challenge for people. Listen to me. The wisdom of God will again be reflected in his people. The church which is presently despised will again be reverenced and admired. The church will be again a praise in the earth. You're not going to say amen. That's okay. Because you think it's talking about the building. You think it's talking about TBN or Redeem. No, the church is you and I. We're despised. I had a program one day for, there's a guy, he told me to come and meet him in um, Premier Hotel. I don't know his name, and even if I knew his name, I wouldn't tell you. One of these big crusaders from Lagos. Invited all of us, and I was pastor of Jesus Embassy at that time, big man, family coordinator, invited me to Premier Hotel. He was in the presidential suite in Premier Hotel, and he invited us to come and sit down and have a meeting. And we got there, of course, I was solely impressed by, I mean, who doesn't want to go to presidential suite and eat presidential food? He didn't give us food, by the way. We sat down at the meeting, we finished the meeting, we should partner with him at the program, and that we should meet at the campground at about three, four hours later. So we drove to the campground two hours later and we got there. Instead of him to rent the stadium, he rented outside the stadium. You didn't hear what I said. You didn't hear what I said. He rented outside. You know, how, you know this is the stadium. The stadium is round. He rented outside, car park. And he put canopy. And he didn't even provide toilets for the people coming for the program. Meanwhile, he's living in presidential suiting. How wouldn't they look at us as being stupid? 
Yes, you go to FIFA games. Or you go to uh, uh, an international conference or something. Toilets are taken care of. Welfare, water, security, everything is done for the welfare of the people. We don't care about our people. I'm going to skip all this. I want to go where prayer is all the most important part of this. Yeah. I want to leave this with you. It's very interesting. I have a friend who is a wonderful worship leader. He was once taken up to heaven where he heard them singing a song that he had written. And he joyfully said, oh, you guys are singing my songs. And the angel said, no, 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 no. We just allowed you to hear. That's where our source is. That fabric you want to design, that outfit you want to design, that, that product you want to make, is not here on earth. Are, are you listening to me, Mrs. Smith? Are you listening to me? That dress you want to design, that combination you want to do, that, that design glory you want to do, is it, not here on earth yet. It's in heaven. I don't know if you're getting my point. That product or service you want to do, that ability, that school you want to open, that thing, it's not the model you saw in, 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 in Akpata or in, in Budija. That's not your model. That will help you crystallize your model. Don't misunderstand me. But that's not your ultimate. Your ultimate is the one you saw. Where? In heaven. Thy will be done on earth. Where? As it is. I don't know if I'm beginning to make sense now. Where are we getting our models from? There are medical secrets. Listen to this. This is what I loved about this book. There are medical secrets that are one prayer away from revolutionizing people's lives. Prayer secrets that are one prayer away. There are businesses striving day by day for success when the gift of wisdom can launch them into profound places of influence in the community. Through what? Communion with God. Finding out what God has said. Number th- I like the last one. Politicians look to consultants on how best to run their campaigns. Yet there is a wisdom in God that is so fresh and new, it will give them great favor with their constituents. There are methods of education that have been hidden in the realms of God's mysteries. Are you listening to me at all? What am I saying? You know, um, Jim Sinbella said, for some of us, when we die, what will be written on our tombstone is that he had not because he asked not. He's simply waiting for one to ask for the revelation. The list of heavenly answers is limitless. He looks for those who will ask. We can continue to copy you. Let the world come up with their own first. Then we copy them. Yesterday somebody gave me pure water in a cup. I've kept the cup. Not in a sachet. Nice seal at the top and they give you a straw. It was pure water and I drank it. I know it was pure water. 
the dignity by which it was packaged made me drink it. Somebody had to think. Somebody had to think that this such a thing is not working. It's not good. It's not healthy. Can I come up with something better? Now, that person had to think. You and I have a deeper option. I can pray. I can birth something that has never been before. Maybe it's too much for Sunday. I'll be glory. It's too much for Sunday. I'll come back next year. Which one are you this morning? Can you birth something in your business? Can you birth strategies from heaven? Now, by the way, creativity is not something that hasn't happened before because even the Bible tells you that there is nothing new under the sun. So creativity is actually taking what already exists and improving on it. Can we pray this morning? I have about five minutes. Are we here? Can we pray? Can, you, can we pray this morning that Lord, I, I want to tap into divine wisdom and creativity in my workplace. Whether you are the owner of the workplace or not, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. You see, that's what, what's wrong with us. We want to take the glory. If there's no profit in it for us, we don't want to do it. We don't want to make a sacrifice for somebody else's business. Yet Jesus has said, if you see a man who is faithful in another man's work, who will give him his own? Who will give you your own? When you can't pray for another man to succeed in his business. When you can't say, God, use me to bless this man. When you can't say, God, use me to bless this bank. Lord, use me to bless this organization. Lord, use me to bless that. Lord, use me to fix this problem. Lord, use me to fix this problem. Who is going to give you your own? You want to pray about your own first. Sorry. That's not the way the Bible is structured. But Lord, I want to tap into wisdom and creativity for where you have planted me right now. And of course, if you are running your own business, tell God you want to tap into that anointing, that grace, that wisdom, that passeth knowledge, that wisdom that is so wonderful, that solution-bringing anointing, that solution-bringing anointing, that problem-solving anointing, that product-creating anointing, that ability to create what never existed before, that ability to break new grounds, that ability to do something, that ability to be something, that ability to be able to break beyond the limits. Like a sort of Brabaya. Lord help me to birth help me to birth what is happening in heaven here on earth help me to birth what is happening here in heaven on earth in my own area oh God let God give you a glimpse of solutions that are in heaven and then help you to bring them down from heaven. I'm preaching the same message. The same message. But we are coming back to the bottom line. We need to go to heaven and say heaven. I need heaven solutions. They have been given to me. I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now I want to bring them down to the earth. There is a product. There is a way I can package my business. There is a way I can package my product. There is a way I can produce something. There is a way that I can build something. There is a way I can do something that has never existed before. I am going to keep knocking, 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 knocking on heaven's door until I get it.
I'm going to knock on heaven's door until I get it. I'm going to knock on heaven's door until I get it. I'm going to access this thing in the realm of the spirit. Now you can't compete with the world. They're going to fight with you. They're going to destroy you. He's the God of this world. He doesn't want you to succeed. But God Almighty, God Almighty, nothing that he gives to you can be stopped by man. No opportunity that he But he doesn't want you to copy the world because he can't get glory from that. They present your work on international. Someone say, ah, oh, that's my copyright. Ha, 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 ha. to bring disgrace to God. But no, 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 no. God wants to be the one to give you inspiration. Divine inspiration. Wisdom doesn't come with age. It comes with divine inspiration. It comes with divine inspiration. I need divine inspiration. I need divine inspiration. Loco soto bravaya. Father, I can solve this problem by prayer and supplication. Make your request known unto God and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will come around my heart and my mind. Hallelujah. 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 Before I get off this pulpit, the, press, the chairman of the university.